and a very warm welcome to series nine, can you believe it? Normally I leave more of a gap between series, but this just felt like a doozy of an episode and I didn't want you to wait because you may benefit from this as we go into Mental Health Week. Tony is fantastic and she is growing a community which is all about self-help and the books that are created on that topic, which covers a broader range than you might realise. Please go grab yourself a coffee, sit down and enjoy this fabulous episode with Tony Jones from the Shelf Help Club. I'll see you next time. Hello, hello, and welcome to From Inside the Hive with me, Jane Galloway from Quiet the Hive. I am delighted and very excited about today's guest, uh, mainly because she's one of those guests that when I asked, I never thought in a million years she'd say yes, and she did, so it's really, really exciting. So I'm joined today by Tony Jones. Uh, Tony is an editor, a writer, and a producer. Um, a big fan, I've just discovered, of Monmouth Coffee. I hope that's okay to say. Uh, best friends with a dog who I'm sure is around somewhere, sleeping posily on your feet. Um, and also, Tony is the founder of an incredible club called The Shelf Help Club, which is where I first came across her, and I'm really excited to be speaking to you about it today, Tony. Hello and welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. That's such a nice intro. And of course, I was going to say yes, you you were our top member in the Shelf Help Club app very oh, recently. It's so easy, though, isn't it? Because it's such a nice community. It's so easy to get involved and participate, I think. I hope so. Yeah, it's just we're just all lovely. We're just all self-help nerds, aren't we, really? And it's just nice to find your tribe. And exactly. uh, someone you someone you can talk to about coloured post-its. Yes, no yes, there is, a, there is a lot of stationary fans in there. That's absolutely my tribe. The only the <laughs> only downside about the Shelf Help Club, I have to say, is that there are so many book recommendations. I just can't keep up with them quick enough. It's amazing. It's such a wealth, and people are so generous with their recommendations and and really thoughtful about. Oh, I I think you'd really like this because I noticed you like this. And there's so much care and love in the group. It's just lovely. Yeah, it's really um, it's such it's just a lovely place to hang out, and I, I obviously I not obviously, but as the founder, I, I might say that. But yeah, I just it's I can't believe I've made a full time job out of talking about and sharing self help. It's literally a dream, it's a dream so come true. So I will, but I'll always say sorry, not sorry for recommending books. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I, used, I used to work in fashion, and I thought, and now I think, oh, I'm just like selling stuff that people don't need, and it, I feel I, I have that kind of like. A bit of an ick feeling about it sometimes when I think about it, even though there was lots of fun times as well. But when it comes to recommending books, I will never apologise for people spending money on, no, absolutely on, not. on their best selves. Absolutely not. And I think that's the other thing is you can trust every recommendation in there because it comes from the heart, which is so nice, I think. And people have read them and fallen in love with them. So tell before we launch into that, tell us a little bit about you, Tony, and about maybe how Shelf Help came about, because it's such a brilliant community. Um, and I know that you are a big fan, as you've said, of of the um, self-help books, which I always think self-help makes it sound icky and like you should be a bit embarrassed going into that corner of the bookstore. And actually, it's not. There are so many incredible things to be found. So tell us a little bit about you and how self-help came about. Yeah. First of all, let me just address this, the uh, the makeover that self-help needs. Because I think <laughs> yeah, it totally. does. Well, I think for me, self-help, self-development, personal development, they're all the same things, really. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think self-help does tend to have a bit of a naff image. So my mission really with self-help is to make self-help cool. I just, I want it. We're all about celebrating self-help and working on ourselves. So the kind of play on names, the self-help club, it's like, my dream is everyone sits on the tube reading a self-help book and is loud and proud about it and it's happening it's happening yes, so um, a little bit about me so uh yeah I'm Tony Jones and I am a work in progress I would say uh <laughs> I am a I'm the founder of the Shelf Help Club which is the world's first global self-help book, book club and platform um and we're all about like I said just celebrating self-help and working on ourselves and our mental health um what I do through Shelf Help is create spaces really to bring people together. And that's um, pre prior to lockdown, it was offline. So we mm -hmm. were kind of growing with lots of local meetups all over the world from like Bangkok, Paris, Essex, London, or like I think we had, we were on our 30th and that was all wow. people who just found us through Instagram and it was very word of mouth and it was brilliant and it was growing and then lockdown and obviously stopped mm -hmm. anything real life. But what it did is, 
moved everybody online. So from lockdown, we created like an online uh, kind of, and originally it wasn't so much a community space to hang out. Originally it was a, it was a kind of Zooms every week and things like that. But mm -hmm. because it was something that we all needed, wasn't it? That kind of connection being together yeah. online was the only way to do it. But I think especially in my kind of community where the people in it are just by the nature, they, they, they need that connection and they're really seeking out that, those like-minded people to help support them through transition, through change, through achieving goals, whatever it might be. So lockdown actually from a business point of view for me and from a shelf help because shelf help was never started as a business I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute probably but mm -hmm. it was a, it was hobby it was something I needed I, I started learning about self-help and I wanted to share it with everybody um, but taking it online and then kind of turning it into a business I was able to create the community with the community so yeah. what we I think what I built what we built is something we built together so very much I was like the shelf help is a club I'm I'm the I'm the kind of I'm the founder and I'm <laughs> doing the Instagram posts most of the time and 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 as you said drinking a lot of Monmouth coffee to get me through it but um, <laughs> yeah it's just this it's it kind of it grew um, beyond my wildest dreams and and so I kind of feel like it, it's very much my a privilege and my my uh, purpose now to kind of grow with it and take it as far as I can so I started Shelf Helpers. It was a low, I was, I'm, my background is in journalism. So I spent 15, 15 years working for various newspapers and magazines, but mostly the Sun newspaper. I was there for 10 years, starting as a fashion assistant in the cupboard, sending back Primark pants and things like that. <laughs> and then I worked my way up to fashion editor and um, like one of the commissioning features editors there. And then I moved to the Mail Online and I was one of the women's editors there for a few years. So both pretty big and uh, infamous titles, I would say, yeah. but, but they were both the biggest in the world at the time that I went there. And I was just very, I just wanted to learn about what I realized now is I just wanted to learn how to share information really and connect yeah. with a lot of people and to write, which is what I love to do and create, write and create, I suppose. So I was a yeah, journalist for 15 plus years live the life <laughs> what advantage uh, can, of I just, life? can I just point out the wry <laughs> smile that came with that comment then <laughs> I know it's like I'm one of my favorite things to say is the good old bad old days because I think I took full advantage of all the everything that goes with being a journalist in the kind of in the 2010s whatever like and the parties and the and the kind of the pressure and the deadlines and all of it I kind of I loved for a long time yeah and then I didn't and it just and it just was it wasn't working for me maybe it didn't really ever work for me I don't know but there were some great times and I still have like some of my best friends and my husband all met through working in newspapers and so there were some there were some great times and there were some great people there but it as the nature of that business it's like the nature of that the media beast is that it's just never it's never satisfied right <laughs> so anyone that knows anything about self-help and uh, understanding yourself is learning to be at peace <laughs> and, yeah, and tricky not on that with a party lifestyle like journalism <laughs> I guess tricky with a party lifestyle and never-ending deadlines and yeah. it's like so um so I, I kind of I burnt out really and I just and I left the mail online with nowhere else to go just I just needed to leave I was just making myself ill and I didn't really do myself any favors like, it's a it's a hard job but people manage to do it it's, yeah. it's a much harder job when you don't have any sleep or you've been in the pub all weekend or you go on to a festival yeah. and then go straight to work I can see much how harder. that would make it trickier yeah yeah definitely <laughs> so I didn't really do myself any favors because and then, and then because at that time I didn't really I didn't know about any of the stuff that I'm, I've been since learned about so it was yeah. a real leaving leaving a, a, a job where you're on the news floor from seven in the morning until five, six, seven at night. And there's always people, there's always things to do. There's always demands. And suddenly I was sitting at home by myself being a freelance writer. And so I thought I was, <laughs> I thought I was like almost at rock bottom when I left the, the job, but yeah. actually when I really unraveled, it was when I'd left the job and the title and prestige and identity that goes with it's because it's a really good job and it's it really hard to get those jobs and I worked yeah. and I was good at it I worked hard to get it and it's a and it's a path isn't it like you don't need to be in journalism to probably understand the idea of having that career tra trajectory yeah. laid out for you yeah. but when I left I think it's because I looked ahead and I was like I don't I don't want to be any of those people I don't like look I don't want their lives you know it's like even if I don't know much about yet what makes me happy I know it's I know it's not that, not that. yeah <laughs> so let's just eject and then kind of regroup which was the best thing I could have done and it's led to everything amazing but at the time 
sitting there as, as a freelance writer with only myself and my thoughts and suddenly none of that to back me up. Um, yeah, I, that's when I kind of really unraveled. And um, and that's when I kind of found self-help really because I suddenly had time to read again. Like I've always loved reading. I'm a mm. writer, I love words. Um, so, but I, I, I hadn't had time to read for about 15 years <laughs> from like, like those people say on holiday or just for about to go to sleep when I kind of like don't take any of it in. Yeah. So that, that uh, the whole joy of reading and learning had kind of um, slipped me by for a decade or so because because work right and life yeah. um but yeah so then I just I was I was learned I started reading self-help and doing self-help and I think that's the there's a there's a crucial there's a crucial word there the doing of the self-help yes. because you you know you and I both know that there's all I mean I've, I'm guilty we're all guilty of having on the t the tbr the to be read file and oh, especially yeah. when it comes to self-help because it's great to kind of like get the book and feel like by osmosis that, wouldn't that be the best that would be amazing just put it on your head for a bit it'll all sink in <laughs> yeah exactly just have a little snooze with on your lap on your lap but it's like doing the self-help as well so um I always tell the story that the first book really that changed everything for me was Paul McKenna um how to change your life in seven days mm. and I found it in an Oxfam in Chiswick the Oxfam bookshop in Chiswick when I was like doing a freelance wandering around because you know a freelance kind of Monday morning of like oh I've got nothing to do so I might just go to the bookshop <laughs> and then this book I just kind of saw this book and it took me probably about a year to finish it because but through reading it I just had all these like literally light bulb moments and wow. it would send me off in all these different directions of maybe reading another book, watching a TED talk, investigating some kind of concept, doing yoga, going to therapy, talking to my friends, <laughs> like technical stuff like that. Just it kind of it opened me up to all these new avenues of ways to start thinking about how I looked after myself or not mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mm. all of it. So um so then I started like inhaling inhaling self-help really and I think as a journalist and as a and as a lover of words and information and and I'm I've, all, I've always been very lucky I have a big family I have lots of friends I have big I'm very connected and I think I'm an extrovert and I love sharing things with people so what 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 I didn't have when I was sitting there in my room by myself freelancing was I didn't have all these connections I didn't have an identity but I and I was taking in all this information and it was almost like what am I going to do with this like yeah. why does everyone else know this and, th and then I kind of realized that no they don't lots of people don't or they know bits of it yeah. um but most of us especially people kind of in, in my generation so I'm 45 now um it's kind of they either yeah it's just it's, it's it's something they've never really paid attention to until breaking point for lots of people which is yes. kind of where I found it right yeah. so, and that's and that's what happens so kind of as a side note with self-help what I want is that people don't feel like they have to be broken to start reading self-help because what it really is is kind of main, mental maintenance but yeah. um but I started the book club because I was like I need to share this and I need to meet some other people who want to talk about it because <laughs> I need to talk to someone about it my husband is just like oh okay I understand that you think that's great but <laughs> I don't really care about your inner child not that no he does care about my inner child but he doesn't really understand that he should he care doesn't want to spend it. all day every day chatting to your inner child I'm <laughs> guessing no, he doesn't he's like you ignored it for 40 years why do I have to suddenly talk to her <laughs> <laughs> there is something so, um, that you've hit the nail on the head there about the, the doing bit because yeah. there, there is so much in what you've just said especially that you only find it when you are hitting rock bottom or you're really struggling and actually there's something around this stuff which is preventative as well so starting to mm -hmm. read around different areas makes you realize oh I'm I'm actually doing this really well or oh I haven't thought about what difference that could make but then there's the that action that that turns it into something real something different so I talk a lot and, and people who oh, listen regularly well, will see me. bear with me one second no I'm worries. so sorry that's okay Milo Ben slight pause for dog adjustment there so there may be barking going on but that's good we live with that that's what we that's what we have in this podcast last podcast episode um I recorded it while I was getting my steps in because it was the only way I was going to get my steps in that day so we had birds <laughs> tweeting we had the wind blowing through my earphones probably but yeah so don't worry it's all good um, I think it's self-care, isn't it? We'll call exactly, it self-care. Exactly. And forgiving yourself, that's a big thing. But we were talking about how taking action around these things is really important. So yeah. people will hear me talk a lot about gratitude journaling. Um, yeah. 
And I really like through all my programs and everything, I recommend if you only do one thing, that's the one thing to do because it really, and, and the time to do it is the time when you're feeling great. And when you're having, you know, a good week or whatever, start capturing it then, because then it gets into being a habit when you're having the tough times, when the three things you find to be grateful about are the fact that your coffee is hot, that the dog hasn't weed on the carpet and that you quite like your kids or whatever it might be. So, you know, you get into these habits of things, but there is something about starting to take action and noticing what you can do, even if it's tiny things. So you don't have to do everything that's in the book all at once. You know, you can just find something that resonates with you and take it forward. Yeah, totally. And I, I think if you, these kind of, these kind of books and this kind of learning, you're learning about yourself, right? So mm-hmm. even if you take one thing from a book, that thing can change your life. So yes. So why 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 isn't everyone reading these books yes, and doing this work? That's because they and, haven't come across shelf help yet. That's what it is. They need to be part of that. I need, to get, I need to get I need to get the marketing department busy, which which is me. At Wait, the I was say that's you, that's, isn't it? Yeah. We're growing, we're growing small but mighty. Um <laughs> but yeah, as to the point of the doing the small things as well, mm. I think that's that's how that's how everyone has to start. If this is all new to you, I mean if you have a specific area in your mental or emotional health that you're looking to address you're probably quite a mental you know probably quite like aware of your mental well-being and all that kind of stuff already but if you just feel crap or you just feel like something's not right or you're feeling lost or lonely even though you're surrounded by people if it's it's about really it's about changing how you feel isn't it ultimately so I think and, and at that place like a lot of life coaches will kind of do a wheel of life with people so it's like let's have a look at where you are and which area needs a bit of help um I think for even though within self-help at some point yeah maybe you should be talking to your inner child or you should be going to a therapist to to look at your shadow side or all this kind of stuff but before that for me what I've learned from all the books and more importantly from the people that I'm dealing with all the time who are reading the books and Mm. come into the meetups and things and my own like lived experiences it's like self-compassion and self-care that just start there like that's the work that's the place to start they're the foundations of so small acts of being kind to yourself and being and taking care of yourself because once you start to do that then the other stuff will come more naturally so I'm kind of a really big believer that before before we worry too much about reading Eckhart Tolle or (laughs) even Tony Robbins it's just like are you making your bed every morning are yes. you having enough water to drink? There is a book actually called Make Your Bed. Yeah. Ad- Admiral McRaven, I think it was. Um, and he talks about, you know, how in in, in the forces it's, you, people make their bed. It's because it's an act of um, self-respect. It's an act, it's a, it's, you're taking responsibility and it's something that you, it's the one thing you've done. So as you said, even when on those days when you don't have anything to feel grateful for, you don't think, or you feel like you're a total mess and life's just, overwhelming make your bed and then you come home to a made bed at night time and it's like those little things will will all start to add up to help give you um give you start to kind of that's that's how you start liking yourself more by taking yeah. care of yourself it's, it's, and by treating yourself your, yeah and giving yourself that little bit of self-esteem and being able to say I accomplished something today and and I'm going to play that bit for my sons Tony because I tell them both if you make your bed in the morning you'll have accomplished something today that's something and you'll be able to get into a lovely made bed in the evening they don't listen but I I keep trying I keep trying so you you I've read that you say that you feel that we don't like ourselves enough why do you think so I think you're beginning to touch on that but I'm just wondering why do you feel it's so important that we begin to have a good relationship with ourselves because it's the most important one we'll ever have it's you're the only person who'll hang out with you for the rest of your life (laughs) um I think one of the one of the big learnings from self-help and from any self-help like a lot of a lot of self-help is is the same message repackaged and I would and I don't deny that but we've been hearing the opposite messages forever so it's to unlearn that and to learn the new stuff sometimes it is about repeating it or seeing it or experiencing it in different ways um but I think one of the there's a few kind of core messages that keep coming through in self-help and one of the most important ones is the only thing you can control is yourself and Mm -hmm. your and how you react to things to life to people you you can't control anything else and to think you can is actually like fast track to to overwhelm and to crazy town because it's what we can control is ourselves in the moment right so I feel like if 
if if the only thing you can control and work on is yourself why wouldn't you want it to be a nurturing lovely kind supportive cheerleader of a place to be like you we have control over how we talk to ourselves over how we feel about ourselves over how we let people treat us we have control over all of that so mm -hmm. and and with that control you can either make it um you can make a lovely relationship and something positive and something that's going to make you happier more successful um more compassionate more giving and isn't that a nice world to if everybody was like that it would be a great world to live in yeah. but you also you also have the power to, to do the opposite and and make your kind of inner world a, a, a scary place to be or a demonizing place to be or a critical place to be so it's about um i think saying it's like oh you should like yourself more or we should love ourselves more it sounds kind of fluffy but it's actually not it's like for, lo for loads of us it, that's really hard like yeah. we just did the book I think you know we just did the book um self-compassion by yeah. Dr Kristin Neff and I've I've come to the realization that self-compassion is is really crucial like we did a book called the kindness method by Shiru Azadi as well early on and Shiru's a really good friend of mine now but also one of the first books I would recommend to anyone because mm -hmm. She's all about, I think the quote is, kindness gets shit done. <laughs> There's science behind it for all the people who do need, uh, and I understand that, yeah, it's good to have the science and the research backing all this stuff. Yeah. But um, the idea of being kind to ourselves is actually, to loads of people, like even in, and in our community, who are the people who are kind of in this world and are yeah. interested and are yeah. pushing themselves to learn this stuff, there was still, I still felt a massive resistance at the beginning of the book when she's saying, um look in the mirror and say I love you or look yeah. or, or give yourself a um stroke yourself on the arm and say this hurts but it's okay you know yeah. people people couldn't do it and it's like and or didn't want to do it and I found that really um interesting and amazing and sad because it's like we quite like I think I did a workshop with Sheru quite early on early on in my workshop days and I said I think we should get everyone to say something they love about themselves and she said good luck with that yeah no <laughs> because he, he's been doing this forever and she's like people don't they don't like either they don't like to say it or they don't know how like it's like there's I think when I first started doing when I did a bit of everything when I first started getting into this and was like yeah well, I'll try a bit of eye gazing and going to retreats and bit cram and rocket yoga and all this kind of stuff and some really weird stuff as well um <laughs> but there was like when it was like the look in your look in the mirror and say I love you I couldn't do that for ages and that yeah. was from a Dr David Hamilton book I Heart Me which is a, such a lovely book as well about self-kindness and self-compassion so um I think sorry that's a long answer to the question why we should no like no no it's, it's it's really interesting but, and it it's making me think of all sorts of things one of the things is I remember listening to a podcast I think it was um in uh, the happy place you know the fern cotton um podcast yeah, and I, th I think it was there she had Davina McCall on she was talking about her recovery journey and talking about how one of the things she had to do was these affirmations and sitting in front of the mirror and saying that she loved herself and she couldn't do it and her therapist was saying, well, just just start with I quite like myself, start there mm -hmm. and then build up to it. But she was saying that, you know, it used to have her in tears when she finally got to the place where she could say it and mean it. It, it really, really hit her deeply. And there is something so powerful about the messages we tell ourselves. You know, that thing you're saying about you can control what your behaviours are, what your responses are, how you feel. You can't control everyone else. There's something so powerful about affirmations because the brain believes what we tell it. So it's an incredible machine, the brain, but we can trick it. And there is something yeah. about if you feed it the rubbish stuff, that's what it will believe. If you feed yeah. it the good stuff, that's what it will take on board. But my question for you, Tony, so I had an experience. Um, I spoke to uh, 2000, just over 2,700 people um, the day before yesterday on Wednesday. And um, lots of them, and I was, I'm very glad I didn't find that out until after I'd spoken to them. So I didn't know what the number was, but about a third of them signed up for um, a workbook to accompany the, the um, talk that I was doing. And I sent them all the wrong workbook. And my, my, so 800 odd people got the wrong workbook. Now it's a good workbook that they got, but it wasn't the one that was related to the talk. And my inner critic went absolutely crazy. You stupid woman. How could you be so silly? You know, all of that stuff. I teach this stuff to people. This is what I, I yeah. had on that program. I had been speaking to people about their inner critic and how to manage their inner critic. 
So my question for you is so that everyone listening knows that we haven't got it made. Do you still suffer with all the stuff you're trying to, you described yourself as a work in progress. Do you still suffer with all of that stuff as well? Yeah, of course. And I just think, hasn't the universe got a great sense of humour? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes, 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 absolutely. And every time I do my, so I've got a longer thing I do about inner critic and imposter syndrome and things. And every time I do it, my little voice goes, what are you doing teaching this you're ridiculous and the irony. I love it yeah that's so meta I love it well when I was doing I did for one of our meetups I was uh, so Kristen Neff that self-compassion expert she shares on her website guys go and have a look because it's all free and if, if this is something you want to start learning about this she shares loads of meditations from five minutes through to 20 minutes I'll make um, sure I put so, them all in the show notes oh yeah I'll send you the link but they're, they're great and she's got a lovely voice a lovely text and kind of drawl and she um but in as part of our meetups I was like I'm going to include one of the on our zoom meetups with the book club I'm going to in zoom, include some of the meditations mm. <laughs> I press play on the meditation and then I just and I could hear it so I just went off into my own little meditation and then suddenly someone piped up Tony are we supposed to be hearing anything <laughs> so I was like oh <laughs> so self-compassion that, again I'm like oh, that's embarrassing but um <laughs> self-compassion is like what we should say in the that is about getting in the moment and being like this that that hurts that like that's painful and that's embarrassing and yeah. that's a that's a feeling um but everyone messes up right yeah. so it's like and we're all human and and it's also about the mindfulness of like kind of being bringing it back to like oh yeah like literally feel the physical you know the kind of heat going up in your throat or the clenching of like I can feel it now it's happening like as to your point it's like you know the mind is so clever it can it's it's so clever and it's so dumb in so many ways because it's like now telling me to be embarrassed about something that happened so uh, weeks ago that nobody on the call probably cares about has even thought about since but my body's still reacting to it right so yes I obviously (laughs) do still deal with a lot of this stuff um and yeah of course and the great thing about having a self-help book club is you can uh, choose books that you might be working on yourself anyway. I like so it. I like that's it. great. And I just, and I think it's, that's part of the success of self-help and part of the, um, like you talked before about the kind of the group and how people share so openly. And it's like, and I, I, I do that too. And that's not my, that yeah. was not my comfort zone at all. Like I have never liked I don't like talking in, in like about myself. I've never, I've always loved being in groups. So I'm always the organizer, like behind the scenes doing things. I never want to really be the center of attention. Um, I didn't really want to run, start my own business. I didn't, I never thought about that. I just didn't want to lead a community. And so now I've kind of created a job of all the things that was like were my worst nightmare once upon a time. Now I'm like, I, I, I need to, and I need to do public speaking. I need to share and, and talk about feelings. I need to, um, put myself out there and be very visible so all these things are like my real core fears so like my affirmations at the moment are a lot about um, money and value and worth because um, I've started a new I'm doing the first shelf help business product and so yes. that's that's something that I've, I've just I've, I've just I think I've been allergic to corporates and, <laughs> and LinkedIn and everything since leaving a big company yeah and I'm just a bit like I just want to help individuals and I want to help people and connect with people and, jo- and bring those people together but as I've been told by many business coaches now and really good friends, people work for companies. So if really you want to impact people, that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. And companies have money to spend on this kind of thing. So if we can, if I can create a good value product that will, um, that can reach these, these employees and support their mental health, it makes sense now that I'm doing things online and I can scale things and I can, and I have these great relationships with authors who also want to share their story with as many people as possible. So it makes sense. Like logically conscious, consciously I'm, I'm all for it, but it's still, there's still a bit of work to be done probably definitely on that kind of self-worth, self-value being visible. I might, you know, you said your voice is kind of like, I can't believe you're teaching imposter stuff. I'm like, uh, mine is like, who cares what you've got to say? Like, yeah. why, do, why are you talking about this for this time? and then it's like but now I'm just like well why not me yeah exactly. no one else is doing it so exactly. it's like I am I do have um, full-on conversations with myself yes yeah. but I think that's much better than than it's much it's it's so much further ahead than just assuming that when I thought horrible things about myself that that was correct and that yes. was that was really me um and I'm sure you talk about this a lot but it's like you know you that voice in your head you don't need to listen to it I, I love the untethered soul 
because it talks about it, the, the voice of the annoying roommate. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, if you had a roommate that just didn't shut up yeah. and, and mostly was mean to you, would you like, would, would you give him any space or any at the time of day? No, you wouldn't. You'd be, no. it, you'd address it. And, but I think because we don't have the understanding that what we're telling ourselves constantly all throughout the day, mostly, most of us mm. is, um, can be controlled or can be changed then um and that goes back to kind of having that relationship with yourself doesn't it so it's about actively choosing better thoughts which then lead to better feelings which then lead to better behaviors which then lead to better everything right so totally. yeah it's taking back that that control i think yeah definitely and there's something so there's different techniques on there for managing your relationship with your inner critic or whatever that might be and that's the beauty of something like the shelf help club where you get exposed to all sorts of different books because actually what works for me might not work as well for you might not work as well for someone else so there's something about finding what works for you what helps you feel better about yourself what helps you tap into um the inner bit of you that says actually do you know what you're bloody amazing you know it's about finding that yes bit. you are yes, yes you are, James. exactly well like yes one. you are tony <laughs> <laughs> absolutely but there is something isn't there about testing it out finding out what works for you and that's why exposing yourself to lots of different people in the sort of wellness mm. and self-help arena whether that's through books or ted talks like you mentioned or coming to some of the sessions that you run whatever that might be it's just interesting to hear it from different perspectives. You don't have to do it all. You don't have to take it on and say, oh, I must do this. I must do that. You find the things that work for you, I think. I'd really, yeah. I'd really love you to tell us more about what you're doing. So we haven't even spoken about the membership. So it'd be really good so people can find out a bit more about how to join that. But tell us what you're doing in corporates as well, because that just sounds incredible. Uh, well, we're recording this just at the very end of April. So in May, it's Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK. So that's a week. Uh, the mental health foundation and the charity behind it and it's basically it's a week designed to raise awareness and every year they have a different theme and this year year's theme is anxiety mm-hmm. and I just and every year I, I kind of I get involved a little bit with my community with it and we talk about whatever the theme is but I just it's it, it feels like it's a very it's kind of aimed like the, the, the week and raising awareness and raising funds is kind of aimed at the business space I think as well because it, they're trying to get people to join this conversation and so people and companies that wouldn't normally necessarily have mental health conversations in in the um, in the office so it feels like a really good space for shelf help to be because um as i said before what what i try and do with the club is make it celebratory and positive and this is something we should all be doing and your line manager and the ceo should can be doing reading the same book as you and you're all probably working on the same stuff just maybe at different at different levels so it's actually a brilliant way to bring companies together and and support employees. So um, I've been thinking about different ways to work with businesses for a while. And I've, yeah, like I said, I've kind of <laughs> I think was a bit allergic to it based on from my own experience and 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 the self-worth part, I think. But but now I really feel like I have a very strong connections with authors and experts. So what my what my superpower really is when it comes to creating shelf help events whether it's for individuals or now businesses is bringing is connecting people with these ideas and experts and books so um bringing somebody on a zoom so we do um author events every month Uh, we're getting really good people now like best-selling authors and publishing houses are like desperate to get in the shelf help zoom room which i I just love yeah it's amazing and um yeah and and it feels so good but to me it just feels i mean i find that easy because i just love interviewing people and I loved and, I, and I'm really interested in what they've said and I've read the book so the bit that other people might find difficult I find easy so the bit yeah. that I'm the the so going into corporates now what what we've done is um it's a week's it's a week's worth of lunchtime talks so it's called lunch and learn which is a bit of business speak that I didn't know before my friend told me about it <laughs> he's like don't just call them zooms call them lunch and learns and so we have a different great author every lunchtime so and I'm, I'm targeting it at small and medium-sized businesses who mm-hmm. might not have the budget or the know-how or the time to connect with people. So throughout that week, there'll be a different keynote talk every day around anxiety, how to manage it, how to understand it. Um, and then also all the employees getting access to the Shelf Help app, which we'll probably talk about in a minute yeah. um, as well. So that's like the ongoing kind of community and 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 learning and 
geeking out about journals and stuff as part as in the app, but then actual experts, kind of usable practical tools in in the um in the lunchtime. And the sign-ups we've had are amazing. They're just so eclectic from like solicitors to to fashion brands to PR companies. Amazing. Um and so that's from from my point of view that I couldn't hope for anything more. It's a product that I, I'm I'm loving selling actually, and I don't like selling. So I know anyone who's an entrepreneur who's listening to this and is a, and is a creative probably feels. It's feels always the squeaky itch. bit. It's always it's, the squeaky yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I did this. I did this business retreat with a woman called Shah Wasman. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she's wow. um she's amazing, and she, her book is called Stop Talking, Start Doing, and she's wow. like the anti procrastination queen. And her podcast is called Build a Bigger Table. And it's and she's very much about um, don't just don't just get your seat at the table, mm. build a bigger table. We've all got a seat. So let's bring everyone up with us. So she's very um, she's quite activisty, but she also is a really good businesswoman and she yeah. makes a lot of money. Um, so she she just gave me some just great business advice. And she said, and when and when everyone in the room at the retreat was asking her, like, why are you so good at selling? And she just said, it's because I really believe in what I'm selling. Like, yeah. I want you you're lucky to have this product. You know, it's my invitation to you to come and join me because why would I want you to do someone else's other shitty version? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, like, exactly. Oh. exactly. <laughs> and so I really feel like that about, like about everything at the moment that I'm selling. So it's that kind of, it's that, I don't know, I think people in wellbeing as well, or the idea of wellbeing, it's like to, to make a business out of it, sometimes is seen as a bit icky, yeah. but actually, why not? Because if you want to impact a lot of people, you have to have a successful business. Like it's like if 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 you want to, it doesn't. That does, and successful can mean different things to different people, right? It can mean making loads of money, or it could just mean scaling, which is something that I want to do. So um, I think what I've what I've done is kind of seek out good role models. So kind of expanders, as Lacey Phillips would say, people who are people who I respect, but who are making money and impacting people in a really positive way in this yeah. space um so people like Marie Forleo for instance or um or Gabby Bernstein you know all these people who are su super successful but they're still so true to their values and that and they're making a big difference in the world because they don't they don't care about getting on Instagram and telling you about their great product because they believe in it so much so yeah. I think a lot of like believing in yourself it's like when you work for yourself like when I talked about losing my identity as working for the paper, that was massive for me. Like the kind of, cause I'd always been, I was Tony from the sun, Tony from the mail. It's like, and that, that holds a lot of whatever you think about those products. It's uh, you know, kudos they, and weight, isn't it? Yeah. It's absolutely. so much kudos. Like I went to, when I first started, I was first started shelf help and it was just, it, I think we'd done one author event and a few meetups and I went, I got invited to a book, um, like a like a launch night with all the kind of new authors from some like super sexy publisher and I kind of got invited because I used to work I used to be have a real job <laughs> my <laughs> previous life um, so I was in, but on my tag it just said Tony freelance and um and and going around the room like people would just look and then just walk off or just look and then just get bored of talking to me straight away or and and maybe that didn't even happen to that level but I, I, I literally went like, and just hid in the loo all night and I've never done that at an event like I've always been very I can make friends anywhere and I kind of love meeting new people but it was it was the first time that I kind of gone out without the armor of this is what I this is who I am because this is what I do yeah this is who pay this is who pays me to do it or whatever yeah. and so I think once you're once it's just you then you really have to know yourself and believe in yourself and trust yourself and I'm, I'm kind of only just getting there like five years on so it's, it is a work in progress so, it's so interesting though isn't it because it's we we do we talk about we don't talk about who we are we talk about what we do you know that's our hello lovely to meet you what do you do that's kind of almost the first yeah. question and it shouldn't be it should be you know hello lovely to meet you what makes you smile or what lights you up or what do you enjoy or but we we hang yeah. so much on that do thing so I've I've worked in the NHS for 23 years I've done quiet hive since January 2019 I'm on a sabbatical at the moment and it's really hard to know how to introduce myself because so much of my identity is wrapped up in my NHS role so I yeah. can I can do it but I went on a um so I'm I'm thinking about what the next steps are and most likely uh, not returning uh, to my substantive role, staying and doing this. And I was away. Congratulations. With, thank you very much. <laughs> I was away last weekend with some friends on a Hindu and th the guy who was running some activities for us said, and what do you do? And I, I just thought, I'm not sure how to 
how do I practice mm. doing this? How do because I'm so used to saying, well, I'm founder and director of Quiet the Hive, and I also work in the NHS, and and that's kind of my identity bit. So yeah, yeah. it must have been so strange to go from having these big hooks to I'm Tony. Yeah, here, here I am. Here I am. Take me as I am. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know a book about that. Um, yeah, but I think what, what I, I mean, even now, like now, maybe not so much, but even in the last few years, while I've still been shaping shelf help and what it is and getting it clear in my head and kind of getting like from a business point of view, getting clarity and like what what is our vision? What is the, what is the mission? What is what is the elevator pitch? If someone, you know, if I'm if I'm stuck in an elevator with Oprah, what am I going to say? Like that's in my head. What, that's once my... you've found your voice and stop going, oh my <laughs> yeah, god, I've stopped crying. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, prize me off her. Um, <laughs> but so I just started, to, but I started treating it a bit like a challenge. Like I've read a few self help books where they're just like like rejection therapy. If your mm. if your biggest fear is rejection, just aim to get rejected as many times as possible because eventually you won't it won't you won't care anymore. Like mm. if you're um, if you're trying to find the love of your life, just go on a load of dates because if you're so nervous about that first date and you think it's all going to happen on one date, you know, it's like you need to kind of yeah. almost. So now I do things like that. So um, because because what I do is I, I do work in with mental health and mental well-being, but that was never that was never the intention. I've started a self-help book club, but now depending on who I'm talking to, like if I'm if I'm introducing myself to somebody who might join our business program, then I probably should say I, I run a mental health startup. Because yeah. that sounds like one thing. And if I meet my friend's um, friend who's going through a bit of a tough time and so came along to book club and they say, what do you do then? Oh, I'd say, I just, I started a self-help book club. You know, it's like, they're, they're so different, yeah. but, they're, but they're still me. And yeah. I'm kind of like, and rather than getting kind of like nervous about it, I just practice it. And when it goes wrong, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was bored within two seconds. Start again. Yes, or, exactly. yeah. or I say it and like the wrong person gets interested or what, you know, so it's like, I think, um, yeah, there's definitely for so it's it's good because we all do that for well not we all but like businesses do that but we don't really ever do it for ourselves do we so no, um, no, maybe there's a bit of work around that but you know you Jane you know you were saying about um, instead of saying what do you do then ask a different question but have you ever tried doing that because people think you're mad they get so confused <laughs> don't they I know. well well I I, I like uh, walking but also I work as <laughs> yeah I know I because I do. Um, at the beginning of our book clubs I, I do now um question of self-discovery and mm. it's like we just got all these little kind of like conversation cards and they're things like what's the best party you've ever been to or um what's your morning routine and so we that's we use that question as a way to get everyone to know each other yeah. and it's like and it and straight away you're you learn, you know more about that person than you would in within hours of just like what do you do for your job kind of conversation yes, totally. um but yeah I, I did you I did go through a phrase of saying to people um uh, so what was the best thing that happened to you today yeah <laughs> everyone people are like what yeah. do you want to know yeah exactly it's really funny it's isn't more it? interesting than such... what you do <laughs> met with such suspicion I think isn't it but so, then yeah. I say oh I work in self-help and they're like oh okay <laughs> and that's when you've either hooked them or lost them I guess depending yeah, on what exactly. their mindset is yeah totally. and we're not for everyone though right as well so that's been a big learning and that yeah. from personally and, bus and business wise it's like um yeah some people won't don't don't want yeah. what you're yeah. they, they don't want to be in a self-help book club or they'll just come along to one event and that's great or they'll yeah. read one book like yeah. there's quite we've got quite a few because I have in the with the membership you can either join for a year and you get the book sent to you or you can just join pay by month like pay as to go yeah. each yeah. month and we have lots of people kind of coming and going so like if there's a book that doesn't appeal to you or you've read it or it's it's not what you're interested in at the moment and you've got a lot on then you know it's like it's, it's, a, it's a waste of time to sign up to that because it'll just feel like stress and homework yeah so it's kind of very much want it to be like the values of shelf help are is like make it accessible as possible and so as easy as possible for people to to learn and to turn up and to get the most out of the community that's so cool I'm really aware that I could talk to you for hours and hours quickly, <laughs> but I know that I've only I got you I don't think I've answered one one question straight oh, yet have I no 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 it's good though this is where <laughs> the conversation goes I love it but what I do want to say is um you have been very generous with sharing some of the books that you love I was wondering if there's any others that you want to share with people I know that Paul McKenna book was a, a big one for you <laughs> um at the start of your journey are there any others that have really stood out and have a special place in your heart well I always say Paul McKenna yeah and the Sheru is already the kindness method please everyone if you want to change any kind of behavior or habit or start to like yourself more read that book 
and that's do the my, exercises. That's on my to read list, I've got it on my pile. Yeah, but you have to do the exercises because they're they're, they're brilliant. I mean, Sheru helped me. Uh, I met her. I I read the book and then I met her, and then she just helped me so much move away from from that kind of lifestyle that I can I knew wasn't really serving me, but I couldn't. I also didn't know who I was without it. Yeah. So I used to find I used to I had I had things on my phone saying that so at midnight there was a little thing saying think about going home Tony a little alert alarm oh, <laughs> this is the kind of thing she taught me at 1am why haven't you gone home yet Tony <laughs> at 2am get out and go home I've called you a cab Tony <laughs> <laughs> so it's like my best self knows that I was going to do this and my and, and wants me to go home or like I'd find a note in my wallet saying stop buying, buying drinks for people you don't know okay time to go home <laughs> um so, so so that's why I love Cherie's work because I mean she's just a legend but also she's it's very it's she's worked in the NHS in addiction you know she there's nothing she hasn't seen or no kind of people that she's hasn't worked with and, and helped so her advice is very usable and practical usable. and then another book that I just love to recommend is The Miracle Morning it's like oh, it's Hal, a, do you know Cal Elrod yes yeah I've, so that's yeah. just it's a community favorite like we did it way back when when I just started so I, I might even do it again one day because it's it's so good it's basically the idea is um you take an hour in the morning and I know an hour sounds like a lot but you can build up to it and there's and you spend 10 minutes doing six different things and the uh he calls them the savers so there's silence affirmation visualization exercise reading and scribbling or scribing I'm journaling. impressed that you've remembered them all I could only think of about three off the top of my head well done very good <laughs> well I, I did it and it changed my it changed my day like wow. and I, I think I think you know the thing with the morning is we all wake up every day so if you're looking for a place to start to make changes why not it's it's about what you do every day right so it's about making changes there so um some I mean I don't do all six of them like every day but also I now have a really long morning routine because I work from home I work for myself so I can have a two-hour morning routine so that oh, is good it's, isn't it you can get that mum of <laughs> coffee brewing out nicely while you're doing everything yeah but like you know taking the dog out for the walk I can do my I can do my reading and my movement at the same time there because I've got my audible on so it's 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 about kind of getting intentional and a lot of this work is about just getting intentional about making some making some changes in areas that are doable because I know for lots of people it's like the idea of it all just feels like it's overwhelmed and it's just more stuff to do and and that's something else to fail at which is yeah. it's like that's not what how I want people to feel at all I want people to feel like that they can make they can start making small changes and those small changes the ripple effects of those will be massive so yeah. if it is just getting up 10 minutes earlier to go and sit quietly before all the kids kids wake up if it is Get, getting an audible account and listening to listening to the books on the tube because you never because you all fall asleep at the end of the night even though you love reading you know if it is walking a few stops to work instead of getting the bus you know these are these are really small things but unless you plan them unless you can like intentionally yeah seek yeah. them out you know then it, they won't happen so uh, it's like it's planning them putting them in the diary as Gretchen Rubin would say you know so you have to schedule everything yeah, yeah. <laughs> otherwise it doesn't happen nope. <laughs> even fun even fun guys yeah <laughs> um and then and then it and then eventually you'll start feeling better because you're doing them and then they become a habit and then they become who you, you are and then it's time to start the next thing so Absolutely. work in progress but like it, it's it's worth it Absolutely. Oh, Tony Jones, work in progress. You are brilliant. Tell me, so I'm going to ask you the question that I ask all of my guests. Are you ready for this? This is, <laughs> what would you tell your 21-year-old self? Okay, so when I was 21, I'd just been fired before I started a, the graduate job of my dreams. Oh. I lied about my A-levels and I got caught. And so oh. I got fired a week before I was due to start in London. So I'd, I lived in the Northwest and um, I'd signed on a new flat. I was like, bought all my new suits, <laughs> which is basically the reason I wanted to work in this company, I've realized <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I told a little porcupine or some big porcupines about my A-level results and I got caught. So I wouldn't recommend doing that everybody because they do check sometimes, but um, actually not, not taking that job as a management consultant was probably the best thing that has happened to me because one of, um because that wasn't really the job for me and as a result of not 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 uh, not taking not 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 being allowed that job um I kind of I, I went home for a year for, like with my tail between my legs for a start and it was that was a horrible time actually you know I felt really like I was going backwards um but 
but then but that gave me a real fire in my belly to kind of get to London to get to to get a great job to kind of start earning some money that kind of thing so I think the advice is um sometimes a, a no is the best thing that can happen to you and rejection is redirection oh I like I think that, that that's a good way to think about it because because we will get re- rejected in all areas of life for different things but it doesn't it's not always the bad thing even though in the in the moment it's what it's what you wanted and you didn't get it but actually from that quite often if you look back to the times in your life when you were rejected either romantically professionally personally whatever then it would have led on to something pretty mega I bet I feel like we need that on t-shirts rejection is redirection (laughs) I feel like I probably borrowed that from somebody but I'm not sure it's yours now Tony no I like it on the Instagram yeah absolutely absolutely if it's on Insta it's got to be real oh Tony thank you so much for spending your time with us if you if people want to find out more join the shelf help group find out more about you where can they do that where can they find you and hang out with you I think come to the website or Instagram and they are both shelfhelp.club. So um, that's where you'll find out all the info and um, you'll be directed to the app and work to find out what books we're reading at the moment and that kind of thing. So yeah, Excellent. come and see us. We'd love to see you. Excellent. And uh, when you get to the app and you're part of the community, then make sure you say hi to me and say hi to Tony. Yeah. We'd love to know you're there. <laughs> Um, and I will put all of the books that we've talked about, all of the links, I'll put them all in the show notes. So they're right there for people to find. And I would really, really encourage you to go and check out Tony and the Shelf Help Club and the incredible community that you've built there together. I think it's just amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate it. Oh, we've built it, Jane. We've built, we're building, right? So yeah. I, I really appreciate you being a part of the community and um, thank you for having me today and letting me talk about my favourite subject in the world. <laughs> well, you're welcome back anytime to continue the conversation. Tony Jones, thank you so much. Okay, so come on, tell me that wasn't brilliant. How amazing is Tony and how incredible is the community that she's growing? Everything you need is in the show notes. So go and find out more about the Shelf Help Club and become part of that incredibly friendly, welcoming and knowledgeable community. Until next time, take good care of you, your physical being and your mental well-being. I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast from Inside the Hive by Quiet the Hive, then please leave us a five-star rating or drop us any comments in the box below. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Any comments or ratings you give us all help other people who would benefit from the content to find us. Thanks so much. Thank you.